Hey everybody, welcome to the Freecast. I'm your host, Matthew Weber. I'm joined by Vincent Hoy. I have no clue where Ricky is. It was supposed to be his week of choosing a topic, but he just didn't do that. Um, and now I was he's so expecting here. to watch a Fast and Furious movie or something like that. So <laughs> yeah, the the thing is, Vince, I would have so much rather have watched Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, that is Fast and Furious is pure art compared to what we watched for today. I mean, <laughs> so, all yeah, right, so <laughs> um, normally we don't do. All right, so for those of you who don't know, uh, for the last two years or so, we've been very very slowly going through the bond series um and normally we don't we do like two a year but this time you know uh this will actually be our second bond film in three episodes so we've never done that before but it was kind of a backup well the pandemic man i swear to god that pandemic forces us to watch anything (laughs) yeah yeah okay we're running out of content we had to find george lazenby um so this this one is uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service is the first Bond film without Sean Connery, though he does come back for the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know why he comes back for the next one, don't we? Because <laughs> 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 George Lazenby is terrible. Oh, my God. Um, uh... He's so bad. Um, all right. So I don't even know where to start. I mean, normally, we start with a summary. Uh, uh, okay. Because actually, I do have a question because the plot... Okay, so so I, maybe I fell asleep at the wheel, but I just don't understand the whole plot. Like, this is, to me, the underlying message, and maybe it's because I'm so woke about this stuff, but it's like, it was very misogynistic. I mean, the fact that, okay, so the premise is James Bond, uh, I don't know, he's coming off of the Japanese episode. So this is actually one of the first times where we see uh, sequential narrative, right, from one to the next, right? So we know that uh, Blofeld is like the big bad guy that came out of the uh, You Only Live Twice movie, right? And then um, in this one, you know, he basically he's, I don't know, taking a vacation or a mission out in like uh, Europe. And then uh, he sees this uh, rich, beautiful woman go try to commit suicide. And she's this like femme fatale thing where you're like not sure if she's good or bad. She keeps on taking off on him. Finally, they, re- they, they reconvene and uh, essentially they discover that she's like the daughter of a big mafia boss, which is kind of sketchy in and of itself. Right. Um, and then eventually James Bond falls in love with her. But but then he meets up with her mafia dad. And basically the dad says, look, you better uh, make a, her a good woman. Right. And then he basically says uh, she needs to be. And I, I remember this term because he says you better dominate her or a good yes, woman yes. should be dominated. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, I mean, maybe this is too topical. I don't know when this episode is going to come out. But like, that's what that's what Trump was talking about when he was talking about um, like uh, the, the protesters right now. Right. Like, you got to dominate yeah. them. So uh, I just found that really strange wording. But like they, they let it slide. And of course, this is like what, 1960s? Was it 1960s or? Yeah. It was 1969, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, like, I mean, I'm thinking still, like, that's that's still after the bra burning and all the kind of women's lib stuff. So, it was like, whoa, that, that came out of nowhere. And then, um, basically, he, uh, I, I don't know for the life of me, but basically, Blofeld, the, the bad guy um, from uh, the last movie, he's basically got a harem, I don't know, in Switzerland or something. And, yeah, uh, and like, a, like, a, like an allergy research clinic or something. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the premise is that <laughs> The, it's like this is like I think it's just maybe because we're we're this is so topical because we're talking about Trump and protesters and we're also talking about viruses because I think was it not that the premise was that these twelve or ten women would go out in the world and spread Corona like it was herpes like I don't understand like there's the, he's like cultivating the skankiest hottest looking people so that they could you know get this disease all around the world I don't know was it to like be sterile or something I, I don't I don't even remember anymore right and then I, I don't I, yeah I don't know because there's, there, there's no plot. 
there's no plot to this movie. I mean, you know, all right, so the, the the part that you're talking about where she he goes to the Alps or whatever and and he, they discover the virus mm-hmm. that happens like an hour in the movie. Holy crap! This movie's so long. Jeez, I know it's, it's like it's two. It's two and a half hours, and it's an hour and a half before you even get a semblance of the plot you're talking about. Before that, it's just him. I, I mean, like, like you talk about the opening scene where he's he saves the woman from uh, yep. suicide. First of all, how does he know she she's not just taking a walk in the water? You know, yeah, <laughs> you yeah know, exactly. It, it doesn't look like she's committing suicide. It just looks like she's you know walking in the water, yep. and and then all of a sudden two dudes show up and they start fighting for. No oh, apparent reason. Terrible, I mean, terrible. Do you see the choreography? Like he literally does like a Street Fighter two kind of like uppercut. He's like, like, it like and, and it has the music too, dude. And like every every yeah. time he punches, it has it has you know music to go along with. It's like oh, like, you Batman. almost expect Batman style, man. You almost ex- yeah, you almost expect like a, a a bubble to pop up and says bam every time you pop yeah. punch somebody in the face. It was so bad. Okay, so so I'm gonna hold up on the production value because I got some big issues with the bobsled <laughs> yeah. thing. But any event, the the I don't know what the big plan was, but I gotta keep on thinking. First off, they not only changed James Bond, but they changed um the bad guy Blofeld from what was like the kind of Austin Powers kind of like you know bald guy with a scar to like a different old dude. But he still has the same name, so I don't know. Like they're like, okay, yo, if we're gonna change James Bond, might as well change the boss too, right? But they still keep all of the the cast from like the, the like you know MI6, right? Like so, yeah. all those guys are still there. And okay, so so basically, um, Blofeld, unlike the other movie where he had tons and tons of henchmen do the stuff, uh, this time this Blofeld, this ber- version of him, uh, he actually takes things in his hands, and um, it culminates with like a, a, a ski kind of finale, bobsled and ski finale, and um, Blofeld gets doesn't get taken out. The funny thing is he gets taken out by like a tree or something, right? And then. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, like you'd think that James Bond, like basically they're going down a hill, and then I think James James Bond managed to get Blofeld uh, hit up with a tree, but you know that he's not dead. But James Bond was maybe like I don't know, a hundred or so meters away from this guy, and instead of going out to finish off the kill, uh, randomly a Saint Bernard comes out. Like this is weird, right? Like just a, a Saint Bernard comes out, um, and then the next thing you know, they're going to a wedding, and it's James Bond's wedding. And he's marrying this girl. And oh, 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 sorry, I should mention the dowry for marrying the girl was that the mafia boss would give him like a thousand, no, not a million euro or a million pounds or something. And and basically, yeah. James Bond goes, "No, I love this woman," and he gives back the mafia boss the money. And then you're like, "Okay, that's weird." And then uh, drive-by shooting uh, on their honey- on the way to their honeymoon, I guess. Uh, drive-by shooting happens. Blofeld and the old lady that was also the second command shoots him down. Shoot, shoots shoots uh, shoots James Bond's uh, wife down. And for some reason, this is crazy too because it's um, it's it's an English car, so she's actually sitting further away from the actual uh, traffic lane, and yet James Bond was like I don't know in the back pulling something out of the trunk. I don't know why, right? So you'd expect that the guy that's totally exposed would completely get shot up and and dead, but for some reason, even though you knew that there was like a machine gun, you see one bullet hole in the windshield that kills his wife, that like straight kills her his wife through the head, right? And then that's how it ends, right? Um, and and did I miss any other relevant stuff? <laughs> no, I don't know. Vince, I, I I'm gonna say this with a straight face. I miss Sean Connery. <laughs> I, mean, you, I mean, if you listen to the other episodes, uh, you'll know that I have a lot of issues with Sean Connery. Um, I, I mean, I want to blame George Lazenby for this movie, but. I, I can't because the writing was so bad. Um, I, I, first of all, Vince, maybe you can explain to me. 
Oh no! The, <laughs> Don't the, 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 this. The, the 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 broccoli people the, the yep. do this um movie the producers the, the, yeah the series or whatever they like own this right. What is it with their inability to find an actual English actor to to play the James Bond through these first few movies? And okay. First yeah. they went they went Scottish. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and at least Sean Connery tried to do a British accent. He didn't succeed mm-hmm. most of the time, but he tried. Then they went Australian. George, I mean, I mean George Lesby is Australian, and he didn't even try to do it. Oh, he kind of tried. He kind of tried. He kind of tried because he didn't like say good day, mate, and like put a shrink up in the bobby. Oh, okay. Be- so he, yeah, he didn't sound Australian, but he didn't sound English either. He sounded I don't know. It's really weird. And another thing you can explain to me: Germany doesn't drive on the 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 left or the other side of the road, right? They they, they drive would, like. That, but that that wasn't in Germany though, right? That scene was supposed to be. I, I know it's supposed to be in Switzerland, so I don't know what I don't know. I can't remember which side of the road they're driving in Switzerland, but um, but, but they were the driving places, on the left. They're driving left lane, man. Wasn't it? it oh no, I, they I pulled know. off to the west. I think they might have pulled off to the left lane to see the mountain or something. But I just remember that the 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 lady was coming driving by on the left side of the. I, yeah, it just it just seems strange. Yeah, no, no, because yeah. Okay, he's holding no her matter, right but it does it doesn't seem to matter in this movie where they are they are almost always driving british cars right it's so not driving smart, on, that's the signature right isn't it right 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 but you can't i, I don't know it, it just confuses one thing i will say though vince is i don't know if you noticed this but they did a much better job with the scenery behind the cars as it was moving no up. no 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 remember the bobsled scene watch that bobsledding scene again <laughs> And you're just I, like, oh I, my god! I, I didn't like, say they do a perfect job, but like in the helicopter, they did a really good. I mean, I was like, wow, it was like a really upgraded technology because it was like moving in proper directions and stuff. Um, yeah. And you know, they they actually pulled off like a convertible or whatever in, in a couple of spots where you could see them actually in there and moving, and the camera was following along. It was like really. I mean, it's, it's a, that's a sad thing to be impressed by. <laughs> um, really. I, I don't know, man. Like, if we start talking from production values, let me let me go through well, a, a couple of things yeah. that I got. Like, um, I think okay. So at some point, uh, they create an avalanche, and um, the thing is that I think they actually did. Like, if I if I was I was watching a little bit of a, a, a documentary on just like all the things because I was trying to figure out why everyone was thinking this is such a good movie, right? So I just like went on YouTube, watched a quick video on like what was so good about it, and I, I still can't rationalize it. But apparently in the production, they actually used dynamite to actually cause a real um, avalanche, right? And and they saw the snow coming down, but and that's cool. So like they got some macro wide angle shots where you see like the snow exploding and coming off the side of the cliff and stuff. But then they zoom in the close cuts where it literally looks like someone just took like a snowblower and threw snow up in the air, and you see like the guy rolling down a hill, right? And it's like such low production value. Then you look at this bobsled. So there's a point in the movie where they take a bob for so for no reason on the fact that it's a cool new thing, right? They it's like the Olymp- Winter Olympics version of James Bond. Like he skis, he does bobsledding. I mean, it's the cool- Cool there's running there's version of James Bond. Yeah, man. You get, you're expecting John Candy to come there, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so they're, they're they're like having a shootout. Like I'm not, like, dude, man. It's like it's like bobsleds, right? So they're having a shootout in a bobsled. Where if I recall, man, I don't understand how if you're shooting someone that's in front of you in a bobsled. There is no protection in a in the back of a bobsled. At least the ones they had. Look like a, like a uh, these bobsleds looks like uh, basically uh, pajama loafers, right? Like it was just like an open back kind of thing. So uh, whoever was in front, I, I think it was James Bond was in the front, wasn't he? Uh, you, you would expect that dude to be dead, right? So there's all the and then the, the, the production value, as I said before, where you're watching the back, it wasn't the same scale. Like he'd tilt left, but the whole entire background would tilt right, and you're just like, come on, man, get some acting skills. Which brings me to a bunch of other things, like 
Um, you know, if we want to talk about not just production values, but the acting. So another thing that's a miracle, I, I know that you, you brought up that Lazenby, though he isn't Sean Connery, he also is not an actor. Did you know this? I didn't know he was not an actor. Well, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, well, this is the reason why. So, like, as much as I was watching going, holy crap, you might as well give, like, a, a mannequin some, some like, d- dialogue because it's terrible. Then I realized that, uh, again, and this is why the fans of it say it's one of the better movies because the guy just basically – took the uh he basically did an ad for like a chocolate bar in australia and apparently people are like yo man that guy looks handsome so basically the guy gets a call to the by his agent going hey you want to be the next james bond so he goes to uh wherever they did the audition i like get london he goes and gets his haircut and he says i want to look sean connery i want to get the james bond sean connery haircut even though he wears a toupee and then the second thing is he goes to john connery's tailor and he goes hey i want to get uh the same sean connery uh suit and apparently they had like a suit that Sean Connery didn't want to didn't, like ordered but didn't buy. And they just gave it to him. And that's how he did his audition. And the thing is, this guy, though, he looks suave and stuff. I got to admit, man, there was so many times where I was like, this guy's face looks so fake. I'm not sure if it's the big cleft chin or if it looks like there's like, it just looks like there's a lot of prosthetics. that, that Like make the Mad face. Magazine guy is what he yeah. reminds me of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's, there's it's, something is wrong where like, I, maybe it's, be- I know James Bond is a stone face, you know, stone cold killer, but there was no range of emotion on that dude's face. And I was thinking, yeah, yeah. man, it's like it's like watching a marionette, right? Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Yeah. yeah hey, I, I know we moved away. I, I, we moved away from the plot so fast because there's no plot in this movie. And there's there's none. I, I, I've never watched a movie, Vince, ever. That you're an hour and a half into the movie and you don't know what the movie's about. Um I mean, it, it's so bad. So, I mean, that's the reason why I moved away from the plot. And and then the, you were talking about the production values. Can we talk a minute about the 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 lock? The oh, lock, the, the uh, when he brings a photocopier with a vacuum hose to the to the to the open uh, the vault. Yeah, it's like it, like is this something Xerox which would sell you? You know, you have those multi-capable printers that's like a fax and scanner uh-huh. all in one. This one also happens to have a lock picking mechanism, and and so I was like like I mean, of all the things. The, the technology and James Bond has come up with. I mean, that's just the most hilarious farcical thing I've ever seen in my life. I was like, oh, come on. It was so bad. Well, that um, was the thing. When he has a cue, like, you know, show him all the cool, like, you know, gadgets and stuff, just to remind you of all the gadgets that he's got, right? Like, you know, the, the shoe phone, the shoe knife, the, the kind of uh, uh, watch laser beam. And you're like, okay, so to crack open this vault, um, apparently you need a small car <laughs> to, to do this, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, and the stupid thing is, Vince, is in the last movie, they had something like really small, like pocket size to crack a safe. Mm. When he was in the, um, he went to like that Asian villa or whatever in the last movie, mm-hmm. and he went to crack a, shape, a safe and he had like, like an iPod size thing and, you know, and like a stethoscope or something. You know, and all this, and in this movie, they've regressed to the point where they had to have, you know, this, uh, looked like a um, a steamer trunk or something. Yeah, <laughs> they had a, a a photocopier slash you know uh, safe cracking mechanism, and it was I mean, like I, I got stuck on that for a while because I was like, what the? F-? I, I mean, all right. So so I'm, actually, you know what? You're bringing up a couple of issues pertaining to uh, continuity. Okay, and that's the thing that really. Um, kind of made me ponder what this movie was about okay so on the one hand 
this is the like I said before, this is a continuation of the kind of story arc that James Bond had in the last movie. Not just simply the fact that it's the same villain um, who who managed to get away at the la- end of the last episode. Um, uh, you, you, was it you only lived twice or something like that? Twice, yep. Yeah. Yep. Right. Um, so, so then, and on top of that, there. So, so let's talk about the continuity. First off, yes, we know that James Bond is not James Bond, and they go out of their way a lot to make sure that you know, in the first half hour, or not half hour, ten minutes at least, you don't see James Bond. Right. You see him pick up a cigarette. You see him in shadow. So it's implied that oh, look, it's James Bond. But then it's like it's not until he saves the girl where he goes, "I'm Bond, James Bond." Right. And you're like, oh, that dude looks different. Right. So, so. There's a there's a continuity jump there, but the thing that really gets me is that he goes no, but the thing is he goes back to uh, MI6 and then he's talking about a bunch of things. Um, no, actually I can't remember. He but he says uh, when he kills when he kills the guys on the beach, right? Um, he says something like the, to the effect of uh, like the other guy had it easier. Or, or, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, goes, he's, he said yeah. this never happened to the other Bond. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, he doesn't say the other Bond. He said the other guy never had it this hard or something like that, right? And and you can clearly see it's a breaking the, like, you know, talking to the, the, the wink, wink, nudge, nudge kind of thing to yeah, the, the audience. the fourth wall. Point. He's talking to the fourth yeah. wall, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, hey, guys, uh, yeah. And then you're like, okay, fine, fine, fine. But then you, you see he goes to MI6 and he's looking through all these... Um, uh, all the gadgets, and he's talking to M and you know Money Penny and uh, Money Penny and, and all those guys, and he's talking to them as if it's the same guy, which is which you're like, okay, so is he the same Bond or is Bond a code name or something, right? Like you, that's the assumption that you're going with, right? And then he picks up like old trinkets and he's like, oh, I remember this, and you're like, no, but then it's got to be Sean Connery, right? And then you go fast forward, and then you're like, okay, Blofeld sees him, right? And then, like, remember, this is the guy that totally messed up his plans for world domination last in the last movie, right? So they actually saw each other. Remember, he was pretending to be the IT support guy, and then he's like, yeah, "Oh, yeah, they were in the same yeah. room together." Yeah. So they saw each other, and then in this episode, uh, sorry, in this movie, he's like, uh, "You know, I, 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 I expected you to be this, Mr. Bond. Oh, at last we finally meet." And I'm like, "No, you guys met the last one. Like, did you not know the guy that just ruined your plans last time was James Bond? Like." <laughs> Like, I don't get what's going on here. There's no continuity here. But for some reason, on the one hand, you expect it to be the, the rationale is that James Bond is an alias. Like, it's like um, a pseudonym for, like, a special agent, right? That's why you're 007, because maybe there's other 00 agents before, right? Mm-hmm. But in this case, they go out of the way to both allude to the fact that he might have been uh, a, a, another alias, and they also allude to the fact that, hey, this guy is the same character because he's still a womanizing person that does this, this, and this. And now he's finally met his match as a woman, uh, you know, a man and woman, and he wants to settle down. And, of course, the, the, the you know, certain plot points are continuous from the last episode, or last movie. So it's really neither here nor there when it's trying to be consistent with the story, right? Yeah. Uh, so you told me the story about how uh, George Lazenby got the role, and I didn't know that. I just assumed that maybe Sean Connery was sick and they said they found somebody on the street. To, hey, <laughs> hey, come on in. We need somebody to fill in this role. We got to film this today. Yeah. I, I, yeah. So, so because, the thing is he, he actually, apparently Sean Connery just was sick and tired of being typecast and just was sick and tired of, of James Bond. So he, after, after doing uh, the Japanese movie, uh, the, the only the twice thing, he basically said, I'm out. Right. And while they were filming that last movie with uh, Sean Connery, apparently they were like, OK, this movie's hot, but they need to find someone to replace him. And that's how the whole entire search began. Um, I don't know, however, what they did to manage to get, uh, 
you know, Sean Connery back, whether it was the fan response or whether it was just like, you know, Sean Connery's like, hey, man, um, I want my money. I don't know, man. It, it was either money or he watched this movie and said, oh, God, I got to go back and redeem this. I got to so, something's got to fix this travesty. But all right. So the interest. I talked about this in, in the time we did the last the last Bond. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Felt it feels if that movie felt like they were trying to go for both a serious action movie and a comedy movie slash slapstick comedy. This one doesn't really feel like that, but it still has the same. It, it feels like Vince. You know the the people who do uh, those round robin writing things where you know one writer writes. Oh yeah, you yep. Know, you start the story this, and you start next. Yep. This feels like somebody wrote this round robin style, like you. And, and they weren't talking to each other and they didn't read what the other writer wrote. So that's the reason why you have one writer who's writing this as a continuous story, whereas, you know, where this is the same James Bond that ever was. And you have another writer who's writing this as as if the Bond is just, you know, it's just a dude who, ha- who wears the Bond name. Right. It's yeah. a different guy. Right. So you have two different ways, two different, you know, um, approaches write- to the character. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all in the same movie. Right. So that's the that's the way it feels. And it also feels like it feels it also feels like not only were they trying to do a continuous, you know, like a like a, a sequel, you mm-hmm. know, to the, the previous movie. But they're also trying to reboot it at the same time because they they changed his character quite a lot, even though he didn't do a very good job of portraying that he was changed. Right. So, well, um, well, OK, because there's one thing that I want to draw attention to, because you bring up a good point about that continuity. One thing that struck me that was a little bit too on the nose was when one of the opening scenes when he goes in the casino and he's wearing a kilt, right? Because understandably, the Sean Connery version of Bond did slip up and have like a bit of a Scottish brogue accent, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the reason why I thought they were trying to mitigate that kind of, even though this dude doesn't look like Sean Connery and he's James Bond, hey guys, this guy is still Scottish and that's the reason why he's got this kind of, let's, let's put a kilt on him, make sure that he walks in so that there's that continuity with the Sean Connery character. So again, you're absolutely right. Like these gestures, which are wink, wink, nudge, nudge, but it's like, are you, you, you're, you're confusing the hell out of the audience, man. It's very confusing because, all right. So in the Sean Connery ones, he's in, he's with a different woman, you know, every single scene basically i mean i mean you probably could count 20 women that sean connery was in in the mm-hmm. previous movies you know in, in this one it's uh, two it's two it's right two yeah it's the one he falls in love with and it's the one who eats chicken like she's gnawing on a like a pit bull gnawing yeah, on a bone yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. like okay um and, and he only sleeps with her for some you know for information or something um but so i mean that's a complete departure from what you know james bond is supposed to be but <laughs> the rest of the James Bond character stays the same, right? So mm-hmm. it, it's it, it's just that whole two. It just feels like this is two different movies, and they didn't they couldn't quite just just like they got together at the beginning of the movie. Right? Like, okay, Sean Connery's not going to be here. We have this new guy. He, you know, he's handsome but has no facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're going to use him as as James Bond. And see how it goes. But we're going to also we're going to do a continuous. We're going to do a, do a sequel. So we have to kind of make them, you know, seem the same. But, he, you know, the audience is, is smart enough to realize that this isn't the same guy. So we have to throw in all this other stuff. It's like that meeting there they have at the beginning of the, the movie. It's just like, like it was completely. I mean, I don't I, I don't understand. I, I, I don't understand if this movie drives me crazy because I, 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 I can tell you this. If this was the first Bond film, 
Mm-hmm. Let's just say this was the first Bond film. This is the first Bond film we ever watched. Maybe we didn't watch the ones beforehand. We'd mm-hmm. never watch another James Bond film because there's no way I would subject us to watching us watching more George Lazenby ever again if yeah. if, if if he came back as Bond. I mean, there's so, the, the reason why he didn't come back as another one because he was bad. Well, I, I was going to say that you know we're talking a lot of stuff that is outside of the movie itself. And and to answer mm-hmm. your question, I think there's two points that I want to make. A, I think that the movie was made without the old school model of uh, remember again this is where i put the history hat on you know history as well uh, uh, more on the political side but i'm talking about the industry itself you may recall that in the old days there were like uh like mgm would have a stable of like and uh not andy rooney like mickey rooney and um uh like you know uh you know clark gable and all those guys so they'd always have a stable of actors that they would be their go-to people right and and then i think that that at some point they dissolved those kinds of stable of actors. And that's why um, in the old days, when you made a movie, you knew that like, okay, I got Clark Gable so I can make a sequel because he's going to be on contract with us for the next 10 years or something. Right. Or like, you know, Judy Garland, I got her. I can throw her into wizard of Oz two if I need to, because guess what? You know, she did wizard of Oz one. I don't have to worry. I think this is where you start seeing actors basically going on their own. That's why you get the agents really pushing their things, right? And that's why different actors make different amounts of money. And I think Sean Connery had a combination of, hey, man, I'm getting sick and tired of this because I want to be able to do other types of movies. And I also think that when they made this movie, they were stupid because they really should have thought about the long game. Because if, if they were smart about this, they shouldn't have ended... Like if they knew when they were making the the You'll Live Twice movie, and they knew that James Bond with Sean Connery was going to end, right? There is no rational reason for them to have made the kind of dangling thread of Blofeld and everything for the for the inevitable sequel, right? And that's why and that's why they struggle so much with this one because there's inevitable follow through, which makes it even worse because I don't know why they, they you know you got George Lazenby you're probably saving a whole bunch of money by using him you might as well have gone to the next movie using him and maybe maybe the box office told them hey he's not a good draw maybe we shouldn't keep him but at the very least they should have been able to say look man we have a little bit of foresight the broccoli or the broccoli guys should have known this when they met and went through this movie which brings me to my second point which is perhaps. Perhaps this was the invaluable lesson um, that we got with the uh, subsequent James Bond. Uh, not not the uh, I'm not talking about Sean Connery again, but Roger Moore, right? Because I think that maybe, as you might under- know, like you know, whether it's Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, maybe not so much Timothy Dalton, but um, Pierce Brosnan, and I guess to a certain degree uh, Daniel Craig, we have Bonds that are or the guys as actors are signed on for at least one or two movies, or two or something movies, right? Mm-hmm. And like say for example Daniel Craig, he only signed up for like two or three movies and then now he's doing extra right so so that's the reason why there was always questions as to like is it idris alba or who anyone else is going to be the new james bond because you know quite frankly uh doug uh, not doug craig um uh daniel craig basically said i can i can get out I, I i don't have to do this anymore but i think that as we saw with a lot of the james bond uh you know successor actors they were signed on for at least a couple of films multi-film contracts so at least that way there was some kind of consistency and there was a a, a little bit more i don't know uh steadiness at the, at the helm right yeah even though even though in those later movies they didn't use that continuity right so so at, other than these two movies here which you know, you know, is a movie and then a sequel. You know, they're mm-hmm. all the rest of them until Casino Daniel Royale. Craig. And, 
yeah. on the soil, soilless, right? Those are the, the next two that are actually a sequel, right? And, you, you know, we'll talk about this if we ever get there. But, you mm-hmm. know, they did the, they did those fairly well because, the, you know, there's continuity. Then there's, a, you know, an actor that's both things that they they can the second movie can re- refer to things that were in the first movie and it'll actually make sense right so mm-hmm. that's an interesting point um i i, I want to go and, and say this you can <laughs> right i know obviously they would have done a much better job if they just rebooted like they did with you know like about you know, any of the other when they did that new bonds if they just you know rebooted the storyline you know, and just said that, you know, made no, no illusions that there were previous bonds or whatever. They would have been much better off. Um, and outside of the, the horrible story, George Lazenby might have been a bond that could have gone for two or three movies. I mean, he was horrible, but whatever, you know, you know it, it was the story or the lack of a story and the continuity errors that really killed this movie for at least for me. Um if they hadn't had those, maybe George Lazenby could have, you know, um, gone for another movie. Um, I, I, and that, that, I think that's just brings up to my, the, the thing that I keep coming back to Vince is that I'm not sure what they were trying to attempt in this movie. Cause they knew, I mean, Vince, they knew that they were, I, I mean, they had to have known by this point in the bond series that this series was going to keep going for a while, mm-hmm. you know, cause movie after movie was, was, a, was a success. Mm-hmm. And, and even though Sean Connery said he was done, they had to have known that they want they wanted to keep this as a series that came out every two years or three years or whatever. Yep. yep. They had to have known, but they went into this movie feeling it just felt like they had no plan. That's that's why I I, I said that it felt like they kind of pulled Lazenby off the street, you know, because because if if it just this movie had no plan, it's the reason why it has that whole two round robin writing feeling into it it's just and i'm not sure like i said but, it feels like this movie shouldn't exist at all it's well way. no but there's the thing see you know you're, you're talking about the round robin thing but remember in mind um this movie was made and it was i believe it was based on an ian the ian fleming book like the author the creator of james bond actually created this particular plot right so this brings me back to the question of what the hell was the plot because remember the last one it was like dealing with generating internal conflicts with the cold war right it was trying to find a way to blame china for um doing some bad stuff with the space race if i recall right something like yes that. yep um mm-hmm. and 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 like you know that was kind of interesting because you know he stood to profit from an economic you know upheaval and social changes and stuff which was kind of interesting that's your convoluted bond villain plot right but in this one, it's just I like how can you go from like that really strange geopolitical kind of masterminding of things to then say, oh yeah, and my backup plan is to cause like worldwide sterility or I don't know what it was, right? But it didn't make it didn't make any sense to have like this guy go from one plot to another. Like, dude, you got too much time on your hands, let alone money to get those cool layers, right? Um, so I just thought it was really strange that you know the the if this was done by Ian Fleming. I still think that at its core, like the actual creator of the of, of the character and then the plot, that the plot doesn't really make all that much sense. Well, and it completely diverts from. Uh, I mean, you bring up a really good point, Vince. All the previous movies had. I mean, sometimes it was really loose, but they all had a real a connect to some kind of current event. 
you know, like, like whether it was, you know, the relationship between Russia and the United States or the rush between China and the United States or the space race or, you know, I mean, they all had something. Sometimes it was like a really loose connection and they were, you know, whatever. But this one had none of that. It had no relation to any current event. I mean, I'm not even the 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 father of the woman Bonds marries. He, he was. Uh, what nationality was he even? I'm not, I'm not even sure. I mean, um. Uh. Yeah, because you don't know. That's the thing is in the, in this movie here. I mean, you know, he's in, in in Switzerland for a while. You know, he's in Britain for a while. But you get the sense that he's in other places throughout the movie, too. And you don't really know where he is. So you don't ha- you don't get that sense of a, of a state actor. You know, like and when he's in Russia, you know, there's this tense feeling that, you know, he's in Russia or, you know, when when. In, in the last movie, he was in in Japan. There was and 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 then later in China. You know, there was a, there was a sense that he you know he was in danger. But here he was just on vacation half the time. You know, and, and yeah. there was no well because he because he kind of not formally, but he resigned, but not really kind of thing. Yeah, well, yeah, he resigned, but then he was still working. It, it's very confusing. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's that. I, I I watched this movie and it was like, uh, do I want to watch any more Bond films? <laughs> I, I like I. I, I keep I I have had a problem with all the Bond films we watched so far, right? But this this one takes the cake for the worst one that we've watched so far. That, is that that's what you think, right? Is that this is the worst one so far? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, I think it's just a combination of everything, and and I'm trying to keep an open mind because like I gotta keep in mind if you if you said, look, man, uh, Vince, we're gonna make a movie and we're gonna and it's like a big franchise, lots of fans, lots of expectations, uh, but. Get this. We're we're actually gonna replace the main actors, the main antagonists, and the main uh, you know uh, hero. We're gonna change up. And you're like, okay, I, I you know they've done that before with various franchises. Okay, but that's that's a tough call. I you know I kind of feel sorry for it. But then to make it like the Special Olympics of of movie making, it's like, oh, and we're gonna take no no, we're gonna get not an actor. We're gonna get just a model to 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 be the main actor. And you're like, ooh, that is that's tough, man, because that's really disadvantaging. The entire entity. So I I, I want to say that I really don't like it, but then I'm also like they they had a bad set of cards to play with, right? But did they choose those cards? <laughs> no, no, no okay, okay, yeah, yeah. That, that that's nothing. Like obviously the the they're victims of their own kind of uh, you know uh, actions here. But I think just looking at the movie objectively, it's like it's a terrible movie, right? But then you scratch the surface a little bit and go, man, it, it's like when you watch movies with I don't know, like you name it, if if. If there were a movie that were done by, you know, some actors really look good, but they can't act, right? Okay. Um, you, you know that. Yeah. And, and you just go like, okay, fine. Did the, did the actor really do the best they could? Yeah, because they can't act, right? Um, is the movie good because of them? No, it's still a bad movie. But then you just go like, there's a reason why we have the Olympics and the Special Olympics, because you can't judge them at the same level, right? It, it, so, so. Yeah, I, 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 I did I'd agree with you, except for they've made money on the other movies, right? So they had the budget, right? So they they could have gone through. I mean, it, I mean, use the analogy of the Special Olympics. The the kids who participate in in the Special Olympics, they have no choice, right? They they have to. I mean, it's either participate in the Special Olympics or not participate in the Olympics at all because there's no way they're going to make it to the other one. I mean, they just have no choice. This one they had to have had the choice to do better and they just didn't it's like i don't know if, whether they phoned in or if there are some circumstances that we just don't we, we, you know, we don't know um they, they could have i mean 
okay, fine. Sean Connery's gone. He doesn't want to do this anymore. Uh, we have George Lazenby. That's fine. You know, whatever. He's really cheap. We paid him a nickel. You know, mm-hmm. it's pr- perfectly fine. And, and, you know, those choices, maybe they were, you know, locked in on, maybe they had, maybe the, the studio or whatever was going through a financial downturn or something, you know, whatever. That doesn't explain the piss poor story and the continuity errors. It just, it, it doesn't because they, it, even a mediocre ter- or terrible writer mm-hmm. can write a story that doesn't have continuity errors. All it takes is watching the previous fucking movie. <laughs> you know, it doesn't yeah, cost yeah, anything exactly. to watch the other movie. Right. So, so it, well, like I said, well, they may have been stuck with George Lazenby or, or some other actor or whatever. It doesn't explain away the, the, the lack of a plot. It doesn't explain the continuity errors. It doesn't excuse those things. And the thing is, as successful as the, the series was up until that point, they took a serious risk by doing such a piss poor job because all it takes is one bad movie to, to keep some people from going to the theater again to watch the next one. Right. So if, if I was alive back in 1969 and I've been a really good big fan of, of of Bond and I came and watched this one in the theater, I, you know, I paid 10 cents or whatever it was to go see the, the, the film, you know, I would have been really pissed off after the end of this one and, and vowed never to go watch another one because not only was it a bad movie, but yeah, when you're part of a fandom, you have loyalty to that. Right. But you can also feel betrayal. Mm-hmm. because of something bad right so um i would have felt betrayed that they done such a terrible job of of portraying my favorite character I, and it, maybe this first time it would have been i mean you gotta remember I, we're, we're both coming to really watching these movies from many james bond la- james bonds later right mm-hmm. so so we're used to them changing actors you know it, it's something that you know every two or three or maybe five Bonds, they're going to get a new dude to play James Bond. You know, Pierce Brosnan, Daniel Craig, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. We're used to that. So we're, we're coming to that. We're coming to this discussion from that point where, um, if you were back then, this would be the first time that's happened. So I think you'd have more. I think you'd have more investment in the, the film being good to make up for the new actor. Um, I'm. Not, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, it's just. I know it, it's just it was such a huge I, I as bad as the movie was it makes me wonder how they continued on after this one I mean I think I think I think that's the reason Vince why Sean Connery came back they they probably offered him a shit ton of money because they realized that they ruined their series with this with this film they ruined it mm-hmm. they betrayed their fandom and, and a lot of the fans were like well I'm never going to see them and that's the reason why they brought back the old guy because yeah. he had he had that uh and, you know, the loyalty of the fandom, people knew him and th- they would want to go see him. And 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 it would look like they were fixing their mistake. Right. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So I can see that. Um, I think that's the reason why Sean Connery came back for the next one. I also probably think that that's the reason why he only did one more. Um, um, well, I mean, he was also getting older. Like, I mean, the, like you, Lazenby. And the, the crazy thing to me was that if, if you looked at Lazenby, how old would you say he is in that movie? Uh, 40s. Okay, he's actually 29 in that movie. Oh wow, really? Why? Wow, yeah, so that's so then you really compare old. that exactly, exactly, right? So then you look looking at him, and then you're like, okay, and then I don't know, was he like Sean Connery was 50 already at that point? I don't know. Like, um, so so then I can understand where it's like, okay, we got to skew a little bit younger, right? And then that's where yeah. you see uh, Roger Moore come in later on, right? 
Yeah, well, it was uh, Roger Moore right after right after Di- uh, Diamonds. It was Roger Moore. Yeah, then yeah. then Dalton and then Brosnan, right? Peters and then yeah, Craig. Yeah, yeah. Craig. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So what 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 score would you give this, Vince? Ooh, one out of five. You're very generous. I'm giving it a zero. Um, Ooh. <laughs> yeah, never again, Vince. You could not pay me to watch this movie again. I mean, all right. So. I mean, we, you and I make fun of Ricky and his choices of movies a lot. Right. I, I, yep. It's it's yep. our job. It's 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 what we're supposed to. Do. And the worst movie he's ever had us watch was that After Earth movie with Will Smith. Mm-hmm. I think. I, I yep. think we could probably agree on that. I would watch that movie again before I watch this movie again. Okay. Uh, Damn. I, I mean, I wouldn't want to. I would because this movie was god awful. I mean, it was just so bad. So yeah, I would go zero. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm I'm not gonna go so far as to give it negative because <laughs> I don't think we should go that far. But it it was bad. Um, anyways, so okay. that that is our review of On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Um, our recommendation is don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, just don't watch it. Um, I have no. All right, so that is it for us on the three guests. If you want to get in contact with us, you can do so. Uh, at the three cast on Twitter, I'm at MTWB. Vince is VWHUI. Ricky, who's not here, is Ricky underscore Williams1. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash three cast. Um, I have no clue what's next. I'm not even sure who's going next. I think it's you, man. Go- it's you, I think. Well, I mean, technically, this was mine, but. I, um, okay, that's Rick then. We, we, we probably will go back to Ricky. Um, hopefully, he doesn't want to do something like Pokemon or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Anyway, so I don't know what's coming next. I know uh, we'll be doing it towards the end of June. Anyways, we'll see you next time. All right. Take care, guys.